This is listener-supported 88.9 KETR. My name's Matt Menke, and I'm happy to have you tuned in here on Notably Texan. And I've got a special treat for you on today's program. I'm happy to speak with a few members of a family band who I've recently been featuring here on the show, thanks to the release of their latest album, At the Cold Copper Ranch, which has been described as a celebration of Texas, its lifestyles, the people of the state, and the real place, the Cold Copper Longhorn Ranch, which is in Burnett County. And although Family Shiloh is a stage name, the actual family are the Penningtons. And I am happy to speak today with Colby and Kimberly Pennington of Family Shiloh on Notably Texan. It's a pleasure to get to know you today and learn more about Family Shiloh. Thank you so much for carving out some time today for the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. You've got a really entertaining album at the Cold Copper Ranch that we'll talk about and uh, many other topics to cover. So uh, let's get to it. A lot of music fans are starting to discover Family Shiloh thanks to the new album. But if you will, kind of take me back uh, to the origins of this project. Um, Have you both had aspiring music dreams since you were young? Well, um, I guess I have. I've probably, I mean, I grew up around music. My dad played guitar and my mom wrote poetry. And my brother and I, when I was about 12 years old, on his birthday, he he got a guitar. And from that, my my dad taught him how to play uh, House of the Rising Sun. And from those chords, which just have a ton of chords in that song, you know, we started writing songs together since I was 12 then and, and been doing that ever since. I grew up playing sports, even in Commerce, Texas. But I um, I sang a lot growing up, sang a lot of gospel, um, acapella, and then was in choir here and there. But um, when we met in college, we fell in love and played music together all the time and even performed on stage um, as a couple. And so that's all she wrote. We got married right after that and just um, moved to Austin and started playing music um, all the time, as much as we could while while making money yeah, <laughs> to I, live I, off of. I get it. Where, if anywhere else, have you both hung your hats in Texas then? Well, I was I, actually, I was born just here by the Capitol in Austin. Um, and then I spent a lot of time, uh, you know, when I first started getting into music with my brother, we were in the Houston area just north of Houston, and then spent a lot of time in the high school years up in East Texas near uh, Palestine and Tyler, Texas. But there's a small, real small town called Elkhart that uh, I actually went to high school, spent my high school years. And then I grew up in San Antonio. We both met in college at a small, very small college in Tampa, Florida. So right after we got married, um, after that, we lived in East Texas and then moved straight to Austin. So we've been here about 25 years. And I love that story about uh, how you two Texans met, I assume for the first time, at this out-of-state college, right? I mean, I thought it was super cool to find a, I mean, just happened to, you know, I actually passed by her uh, on the sidewalk one day. I mean, I didn't say anything to her at that time, but I told my roommate, I was going to ask her to go on a date or actually was going to ask her if she wanted to go kiss sometime. Uh-huh, and I think we call that love at first sight for him, so that's all she wrote. Once he found out I was a Texas girl, he well, said... Well, I didn't know that at first. I, I just knew that I, I wanted to spend some time with her. <laughs> well, that's that's such a sweet story. I love uh, love to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. 
you two were both initially performing as a duo before you put together this full family band, right? We had minor performances. I was in a band with my brother, uh, and we would play out live, um, and and Kim would also join with that. Um, it was kind of a big family band, but just a different iteration of like my siblings and our friends. We had a big collective where we'd play downtown a lot in Austin mainly, and, and we played around Texas some. But over time, Kim and I kind of broke off and started playing, especially to uh, older audiences like at retirement homes and, and places like that. Uh, just kind of playing the older stuff that I, I kind of grew up on, uh, hearing my dad and my uncle play old Hank Williams songs and stuff like that. Really easy stuff to play and stuff that they really, that audience particularly appreciated. Then fast forward, I guess, about um, five years and we start having kids and we didn't want to stop playing music. So we just kind of started adding them to our shows, which you can get away with at, <laughs> at elderly homes. <laughs> so with the occasional disaster of a Christmas tree falling over, you know, or, you know, <laughs> here and there with little toddlers. But for the most part, we made it work pretty well and they they do their little numbers and then we would do some you know maybe more quality things but most of the people love seeing the kids and they still do we just they're not so little anymore we we still call the two youngest the littles but they're really 11 and 13 now just come a long way i think so cool to see the evolution of this and and i want to talk a little bit more about how this has been put together as we go we're talking with uh colby and kim pennington from family shiloh here on 88.9 ketr so uh whose initial decision was it to to put together officially a family band i mean uh, again you started to kind of build the brood and i guess you figured hey these kids might have some musical talent let's let's get them on board huh yeah, it, it was a little bit organic. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to play music with anybody who wants to that's around me. So um, I, I knew that I kind of wanted to do that with my kids. But my son was more into video games as when sure. he was really young. Although he, he actually, I think he was two or three when he, he started writing his own songs. It, at first, it was kind of a challenge to kind of get him to be, you know, focused enough to do that but i suggested maybe he could learn the music of the video games that he was playing you know on his keyboard and and he actually got really interested in that and it, it kind of took off from there and then he started learning the beatles and things like that just uh just just as i had uh, hoped <laughs> but I, I wasn't trying to force it so and then the the girls came along and i think they just kind of they saw what their big brother was doing and Actually, Chloe, our oldest daughter, she seemed like she was just kind of a lot like me in a in that way, as far as just kind of in love with music from the beginning. So, so it was kind of a, an organic process that happened as the band started. We came to a point where we're like, well, we're writing these songs, we're performing, and I think it's probably time to start recording them and and uh, putting them down and getting them out there to some of our fans. Very nice. And, uh, I mean, of course, there have been, uh, through the years, there have been some kind of famous family bands. Uh, do you think the idea was kind of uh, spawned from, from some of these other bands made up of relatives through the years? Probably so. But if if there were any particular families in my, that I had in mind, it would probably be more something like the Carter family, um, as opposed to any of the more modern ones. Um, some people have compared us to, like, the, the Partridge family or something. But, I, you know, I never was not really in the that all that much so <laughs> but, but the carter family i mean i was 
I was a big fan of uh, Bob Dylan and Woody Guthrie and stuff, and and so I was very familiar with the, the Carter family. A lot of people are probably curious, how did the name Family Shiloh manifest, since your family's name is, in fact, the Pennington's? Yeah, I'll let uh, Kim answer that one. <laughs> yeah, we often think we should we should have um, had a different name, but just because we we think of other cool names, but it actually just kind of started out with um, knowing that the word Shiloh comes from the word peace or means peace, and um, just really striving to have peace in our home. And um, I stayed home with the kids, homeschooled them all these years, and I used to teach as a teacher in um, Austin. Um, but once I started having kids, I stayed home and uh, really needed. Um, a call for peace every day. So I, I thought, you know, when we're together playing, I didn't want to do it unless it was coming from a place of true, like genuine, you know, genuineness from each of their hearts. So we had a lot of talk about that. And I guess it kind of came from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've looked into changing it to Pennington family or whatever. And it's just, I think we're a little too far in um, to back up now. So we're just going rolling with it. <laughs> So as you've been yeah. talking about this, uh, this is a truly family affair, and you've got the whole brood involved. Um, so since we haven't necessarily formally uh, talked about everyone, go ahead and tell me about the the full family lineup. All right. Well, obviously it's uh, Kim and me who uh, we started it together, and then um, Jonah is our oldest. He's uh, about to turn twenty. He's but he's still a teenager, even though he's married now. And uh, his wife Cassidy is actually a part of the band now so she's amazing i mean she's got a, an amazing voice so she fits right in with the harmonies which is a big thing that we like to focus on anyway uh but she does play piano as well as percussion and and things as well so uh we're just happy to have her on board and part of the family um and then there's chloe and she's our oldest daughter and she's 18 and she's kind of another mainly fiddle player for us but she's a multi-instrumentalist she's she's got the one with the voice that when we're playing live shows everybody turns and looks up you know if they weren't paying attention before they probably want to look up and see who's singing when chloe sings because she's got that <laughs> that voice that there's something special about it that um is appealing and and then she does a lot of songwriting she's got several actually jonah and chloe both have their own uh music kind of going on and and recording their own stuff. Um, and then, Kim, do you want to talk about the younger three? Sure. And then there's Adeline, who's 16, and she is um, super talented on pretty much any instrument she can pick up. So we have her sometimes even playing banjo and mandolin, but she's mainly a fiddle um, player and has a phenomenal vocals. Just we A lot of people think she reminds them of Linda Ronstadt, and um, so it's really really fun to watch her growing and growing into that beautiful mature voice and then um, we have patience jubilee who is actually 12 she'll be 13 next week and she's um a little firecracker enjoying uh singing a bunch of dolly parton songs and just neat songs um with some spunk and she's learning she's picked up the pedal steel she learned from neil flans here in austin who has passed away this last year but he he played with Emmy Lou and Ernest Tubb and um was just a really cool guy and so we were privileged for her to have some lessons with him and then now she's working with um a man in Lockhart that um plays with the Bob Wills 
tribute band. Um, Bob Wills and the Playboy, Texas Playboys. So she, Dave Biller is her teacher, and um, she's just kind of teaching herself um, from day to day, but still gets some lessons. And uh, she's coming along so well. She memorized everything she needed to so she can pretty much play any song with us, and um, uh, you know, pretty simply. And then there's Amelie, who's um, 11, and she's been playing some bass for us, and she started out with fiddle, and she also played the cello, but she's She's still trying to figure out which one she really wants to hone in on, but uh, we're making her practice things every day and work on her vocals, and she's just a, a super sweet, sweet, innocent voice that we like to sometimes showcase um, her voice with, uh, you know, like a gospel song, like a acapella gospel song or something. And um, since she's our youngest, we just trying to hold on to that as long as we can. But, yeah, that's about it. Well, that's uh, that's enough, right? I mean, <laughs> you can't yeah. you, you can't fit that many more people in the touring uh, van. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> it, it's hard to fit us all on stage most of the time. So. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, you've certainly got uh, a brood to be proud of there, and uh, I've, I'm certainly curious because uh, you know, typically young people around uh, their ages, you know, eighteen, sixteen, and, and the like. Uh, are probably going to be into music that's not necessarily what uh, Family Shiloh creates. So, I mean, have you had to sort of steer mm-hmm. them towards this music, or, or they would they rather be into something a little bit more uh, hip and modern, I guess? <laughs> I think since they, they grew up with that music and they see the gladness and joy it brings um, the people we play it to, I think they understand the, the true um, importance of, you know, the traditional, a lot of the old classics, and so they, they do enjoy it, but... They play a lot of um, classic rock, and they've even had some shows by themselves, the three oldest, at like Central Market here in Austin and Whole Foods and other places. So they, they do enjoy a lot of rock and um, oldies um, aside from our family band. But Yeah, I would say they, they their, their musical tastes are probably quite different than most um, people their, their age, like if you look at their what they're playing on Spotify, it's going to be, you know, like, I don't know, some modern stuff, but, but probably not the stuff that, uh, you know, that's on top 40 or whatever. And I mean, they're listening to Harry Nelson and uh, as far as modern stuff, a lot of the girls like uh, Fleet Foxes and stuff like that. Okay. My my son, Jonah is, was really into uh, Radiohead. So he, He's got. He's definitely got his rock sensibilities there, well established. He's a big Led Zeppelin fan and things like that. So. Okay, nice. Well, yeah, they gotta they gotta be well versed, you know. I mean, we're this right. This program uh, plays a, a huge variety of different sounds, so uh, so we're certainly big fans of of eclecticism and music. So that's a good thing to teach them. Are you two pretty much self taught musicians, or was there was there kind of formal training that uh, led to where you are now? No, no formal training for me. I. And uh, neither for I mean I guess in, unless you'd say choir or something, but well, I I knew that the girls we wanted to start out Chloe and Adeline uh, strong with their violin training, so we got to uh, we found Mary Hattersley here in Austin. She's a really well known, um, amazing teacher who even played with um, the Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia and Willie Nelson way back when, and um, she was she had a big group of people who would play around town. And so they got to play with her and we, we learned under her for, I want to say about four years off and on. And I learned 
how to play the violin with my girls, and then they got so much better than me. So I just let them take over, and I still, <laughs> I still do play some, you know, faded love and uh, just different old classics with them. But mainly, they just keep playing, and um, so that's about all the training I had. We just we kind of are off the cuff, and um, our kids are kind of self-taught um, with everything else. But that's got their, you know, that's gotten them pretty far because they they've just gotten to really be um, super creative with what they're doing and haven't really been held back. Our son had a lot of uh, music theory training, and so he he can talk a long time to and nerd out about <laughs> about all the facts about everything. But we don't, you know, we're not. We're, kind of, we've always, I mean, I you know, as far as I'm concerned, I've, I've always been a lot more interested in the songwriting aspect of it and also kind of keeping the creativity uh you know, allowed to be there, and I mean, some sometimes the most powerful songs are very simple, like like the Carter family songs, and or uh, Washington Phillips is a guy from East Texas that was kind of an itinerant preacher who wrote songs on his zither. You know, and I've always been intrigued by just musicians who kind of build their own instruments and just kind of find something new to do. So it's not that we're against the training, and we have. Some of our kids have had some formal training, but uh, I'd say in large part we we've kind of gone a, a little bit different route in that regard. So uh, I want to hear about uh, a little bit more about this latest project at the Cold Copper Ranch. How exactly did this uh, whole idea come about for the d- new record? Uh, my kids played some sports in middle school, and we made friends with um, a really sweet family that had kids our kids' ages. And then one day we sang the national anthem and they noticed that we are musicians and they started talking to us. Well, uh, fast forward maybe a year later and we saw them again and they said they'd been listening to our music and they really love it. In fact, uh, they said, we need to admit that we even danced to some of y'all's wonderful songs, beautiful songs. And Colby and I were just floored and thankful for their, you know, their support that they're even reaching out and finding the music because, because, you know, uh, you got to really look for it. It's not just going to fall off, um, on the radio all the time back then or, um, be on the top charts. So <laughs> they were really sweet. And then, uh, we started talking to them about music and, um, Colby, I think mentioned, I could even write you a song about one of your cows and they just, they couldn't believe that that was even a possibility. And <laughs> he said, or a whole album. And then once we said that, seriously, like no turning back. We just, they said, yes, let's do it. And they they just wanted to do, you know, we gave them options. We could do it in our home studio, or which is typically in a closet or the bathroom <laughs> or <laughs> wherever space we can find, or we can do this next level or this next level or this next level. And they would say, they said, let's, let's do the best let's choose the best and the best people the the engineer steve shady who's willie nelson's um sound engineer was able to work with us and we worked at arlen studios and yeah and they were just so generous to you know say like get get whatever you want to get and we definitely were all about like getting it at least as far as we're concerned some of the some of the top musicians the, the at least the ones that are most inspiring to us or or if not musicians the the uh the producers that work around them and uh you know the environments where they record uh just to kind of help get you know stamp it as a 
largely Texan record, I guess. And this industry, they have, um, you know, the Longhorn industry, they're leaders in Texas and even the nation. And so having music um, unified with Longhorns is is kind of, it's never happened really in the way it, it's happening. So it's super exciting to, we've been going to Fort Worth and playing at the stockyards and playing at close by the Dickies Arena right there um, where they have the bull shows and um, trying to bring music into even the Longhorn industry, you know. Y'all actually went and, uh, I think, spent time at this Longhorn Ranch, right? Yes, we did. We uh, um, That was kind of after we agreed to start writing for him. I said, well, and I had given him the idea that, you know, Woody Guthrie had written songs about the Columbia River for the government uh, way back when, and I'd always been intrigued by that concept. So I just said, you know, if we could spend some time out at the ranch and just kind of get to know the animals and get to know the the feel of the the place, um, then I think it's going to be easy to come up with songs. You know, I'll take Chloe out there. I mean, with the whole family went out, but Chloe and I specifically went out. Um, and after the first day of just being out there, we sat on a back porch and wrote what became uh, the probably the first two or three songs that we wrote for the album. Wow. So uh, with this Longhorn Ranch inspiration, you know, the sounds on the record are, are appropriately Western-based, but uh, I've noticed there's, there's definitely some variety on these songs. It's hard to just call it a, just a straight-ahead country and Western album. I mean, what, what other sorts yep. of sounds uh, do we hear on there? Yeah, there's a little bit of blues. Um, and, of course, so the kids are now starting to bring in their influence. And, of course, I, I haven't always been just a straight-up country singer. I mean, we, we definitely, I've always been around it. So it, it is kind of in my blood, but but you know I've, I've always had an appreciation for other kinds of music as well. So, uh, but my son is big into blues guitar and things. So he he uh, he was an influence, and then of course Chloe is even more eclectic. I think as far as her musical tastes and influences, and so she was uh, instrumental in so many of these songs as far as getting them written. Uh, working with me and the rest of the family. So so there's definitely some of her influence on that, which is going to not necessarily lean toward the, your traditional country western sound. So. Yeah, and truly, I mean, we would literally sit around for hours working through songs, and Adeline and Chloe would come up with their fiddle parts, and then Jonah would work on his bass parts. Even when he lived in Kentucky, he moved away for a year because he was singing about marrying this girl, and we said, you need to go move by her. <laughs> so we missed him for a year, and he needed to make sure she was the right one. And so we'd send him the music, and he'd come up with his parts, and he'd send it back. And the Smiths, um, the owners of the ranch, were so sweet. They'd fly him um, back to Texas to work on it and to record with us. But it was really all the kids' parts that they that would that were really coming together to form each song that they came up with. It wasn't... There might have been a very occasional time that we'd say, why don't you play something that sounds like this? But they would just kind of work it out to where they liked it, and we liked it, and and even, like, all the harmonies. And, you know, we just kind of worked it out um, together, which was really, really cool and unifying as a family. And um, looking back, just kind of a big deal that we got to spend so much time together working hard to accomplish the goal. Absolutely, yeah, that's definitely got to make you proud uh, to know 
you know how how much their fingerprints are all over the uh, the different cuts on the record. This is the group's uh, fourth album, and I would imagine that uh, you all, as a family, have have learned and improved as the kids mature and as their skills progress, huh? For sure, yeah, definitely. I mean, and their sweet little voices were so cute, and and they'll listen and and say we need we should re-record that, and I say no. It shows your progress, and it's just so precious and sweet where y'all started, and um. That should happen, right? But um, that's just real life. Yeah, and it's it's, neat. it's really, you know, I mean, you're obviously going to treasure these memories uh, as the kids keep growing up. Uh, not everybody has, has this type of uh, album to look back on. Most people have a photo album, but you'll have literal albums of recordings to be able to, <laughs> to remember uh, your kids as they were growing up. So I always like to ask guests that I have here on the show, and uh, hopefully you have some experience with this, but we're a listener-supported radio station, and uh, these are the types of stations that uh, may very well be kind of giving a group like yours more attention than, than the commercial outlets out there. But we always like to ask our guests here when we have them on for interviews if they have any comments about listener-supported public radio stations and you know why it's worth supporting in communities that they serve, like uh, ours here in Northeast Texas. Do you two have any kind of experience listening to public radio? Yes, I do. I mean, uh, we've got several of those um, in just in, here in the Austin area. And right. I picked up, you know, a lot of great stuff that I don't think I would have heard outside of that realm. Just always great to support local efforts of uh, where there's not so much commercialization going on. And, and you know, it's, it's a little more individualized, personalized, and uh and it, it feels truly uh, just kind of part of the home and community. Yeah, just super unique and trying to just really please the listeners. I mean, we, we really do what we do for um, the groups of people that we play for. And and um, as far as we're concerned, uh, we're just so content with putting out uh, the kind of music that, well, in this case, that the Smiths wanted for their purpose, but also just the music that we find people enjoy the most and, um, you know, kind of like the crowd of people that aren't as paid attention to, whether it's um, older people, the elderly people, or even the young kids. Like, we like to write fun kid songs and um, just do it for the sheer purpose of just bringing enjoyment. So it means so much to us when listeners um, care about that and want to promote um, just you know, the local family band that's just you're not going to see on MTV or, you know, all those places that um, that aren't run by um, huge producers and stuff. Yeah, and, and I just think, I mean, it's so, it's such a mutual relationship here where, you know, we were so, especially with this record, we were so focused with this particularly regional subject that, you know, these stations like yours, yours are uh, finding that appreciation for something so local and uh, just hopefully can both mutually benefit by that um, appreciation of so not only of the music itself but just of the of the region and, and, and what this you know the area brings for uh, you know art and music and and just good uh, community output looks like on your site the band's going to be playing around Texas quite a bit in the coming months. Yes, that's pretty much what we stick to right now with several of the people in the or the family members with the job, full-time jobs. We It's hard to break away too far from Texas, but 
we do uh we have talked about going on a kind of a probably more of a southern tour or going maybe up to kansas dodge city area where there's a lot of the, the longhorn industry is active up there uh, but for the most part, we, the shows we have scheduled right now are, are Texas. Most of this is kind of in the immediate sort of Austin area there? The, the immediate Austin area, maybe some, you know, central Texas kind of going up north. As Kim said, we've we played in Fort Worth some. don't know that we have anything scheduled, but I know there's some talk about some shows maybe up in Fort Worth again or or somewhere. Yeah, we'll just kind of go where we're asked to if it's the right timing and you know, we get some funding to travel there. If um, we can make it on a weekend, we're just so happy to to travel and come to a special event um, this winter during our off out off season because we won't be so playing so much outside. Um, we have some shows. Um, we don't have too many shows, and so we will. Um, we're going to try to shoot for doing a little Central Texas tour, um, and and just call it, you know bring in the get get the family together old get together or hope for the family or just something where people might want us to come play for their their friends and their groups um as a family and gathering in intentionally wanting people to gather friends and community together around music and food and just let that be um the central reason for gathering is just your community and and music good music so just kind of celebrating that you know how communities kind of grow from families and uh that's kind of what we're all about so uh if we can pull that off it's almost kind of like a it could be like some of these shows we've heard of where there's kind of a schedule of backyards that bands go tour around yeah. <laughs> so uh, and if that could just be a local thing, that would be fine with us, you know. Well, yeah, and it's it's a big production, of course, to to get together a, a you know a group as big as uh, you've got there, and especially when it's a, a family thing. I've, it's hard enough to keep the peace between a large family normally, much less for a traveling <laughs> band. I mean, uh, do you have to keep the kids from like sword fighting with uh, fiddle bows or anything when you guys go out on the road? Uh, usually, that's all stashed in the back. And, okay. Well, it's a pretty cramped car usually or, or van uh when we travel so i think the sword fighting happens on stage when i have to uh turn around and look at one of the kids who's not maybe doing just what we expected and i have to throw some fire with my eyes and then yeah. i turn back to the audience and act like nothing happens yeah <laughs> I, I imagine they, they make so much they make so much fun of me for doing that and i don't have to do it as much anymore because they're they're really getting you know out of that phase but Occasionally, I still have to do it. <laughs> well, that's that's Mama's job, right? <laughs> well, uh, tell us where we can keep up with uh, Family Shiloh because I know you've got all the gigs posted there and a lot more, and you've got a, a nice presence online. So, where can we keep up with you? Yes, uh, and we're and we're still we actually have not caught up completely on posting all of our shows for the fall, um, so we need to get on that. But you can find it. Our most active site, for some reason, is uh, Facebook. So the family, if you look up Family Shiloh on Facebook, you'll find us there. And then FamilyShiloh.com is just our website that will give you links to Facebook as well as Instagram or wherever else we're online. Our music is primarily on Bandcamp, uh, Family Shiloh there. But we, you know, we have them on streaming platforms and, and whatnot. We actually just 
released our vinyl, the vinyl uh, version of the Cold Cop Ranch album. We've got those available to order if you go on any of those sites I mentioned, uh, particularly the, the Facebook site or the Bandcamp site. Uh, you'll find information on how to order those or how to pick them up at one of our shows. Was this vinyl uh, that y'all were making, was this some of that limited edition kind of cool-looking uh, vinyl setup? Yes, it was. It's uh, it's kind of a, a mix, a uh, gold and black mix, and uh, just kind of, so it's colored vinyl and uh, li- very limited edition so we we have a little over 200 copies of that this has uh, really been great to talk to you too and i was so thrilled to uh to discover the band through this album you've got a great thing going with the band uh and i just want to wish you and the family uh, all the best i want to say thank you again so much for speaking with notably texan today thank you for having us man yes and thank you so much for playing our music we appreciate it so much and all the listeners who support the radio station we're just truly indebted to the local, I mean, even people online that are supporting you. It's just, we're very, very thankful. So we appreciate it. Thanks again to Kim and Colby Pennington from Family Shiloh for being our guests today. This interview has been a production of 88.9 KETR, broadcasting from Commerce, Texas. I'm your host, Matt Menke.